Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Hey, this is Nate Immig. Hey, this is Bobby Tanzillo from On Milwaukee. And this is Urban Spelunking, supported by Midwest Stairs and Iron. Today we're going uh, out to Greenfield, historic Greendale, I should say. <laughs> well, you're, you're sort of both right and both wrong, right? Right, which started as the town of Greenfield, later becomes Greendale. Where are we at here? Uh, 80-something in Grange? Yeah, uh, Curtain House, the first one we're going to talk about is on 86th in Grange, and then okay. Trimborn Farm is at 88th in Grange. They're literally right next to each other. Well, I love this story because it, it works in some Irish history. It works in, of course, some Milwaukee history, going back to the... Uh, really early 1800s, which is pretty incredible. This site we're talking about, this Jeremiah Curtain House, is uh, older than just about anything in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't think you can find anything in the city of Milwaukee from 1830s. So let's start with the, the Curtain House. Um, who is who is Curtain, Jeremiah Curtain, and, and how did this get built out there, in, uh, formerly known as the town of Greenfield, now Greendale? So Jeremiah Curtain was uh, well-known as a scholar, author, translator, folklorist. He studied Irish folklore. He studied Slavic languages. He worked uh, in the foreign service in Russia okay. uh, for the United States. Um, so a super well-known guy in the late 19th, early 20th century. As I was reading this, Bobby, it, is this the curtain that Curtain Hall on UWM is named after? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. So this is this is the curtain. This is the curtain. He's We're also going to that an, curtain's house. There's an, also an MPS school on the south side named in his honor. Okay, okay. So folklorist and uh, did some some work in Russia on behalf of the government. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so his uh, parents immigrated from Ireland to Halifax um, in the 1830s, and then ended up in Detroit in 1935, and that's where Jeremiah was born. Okay, um, and then the following year. They moved to the town of Greenfield, where his mother's family had already had a farm. So that's how they end up here uh, in this area. So 1830, we, you know, this is, uh, of course, reflective. This house, this Jeremiah Curtain house, is reflective of the era. So it's uh, it's a humble building. Yeah, and I was in Ireland uh, not last year, the year before, and seeing this house inside and out looks so much like houses I saw all over rural I Ireland and small town Ireland. So. Uh, you can tell that it was built by recent Irish immigrants. Uh, what's interesting is inside, I took a picture, but I didn't use it in the story. Inside, the doorways are so short that I had to I had to duck considerably to be able to get through the doors. So yeah, so they had a farm. Uh, they did farming around the area, and that whole area was farmland. If you look at an old map from that era, it's just, it's just huge acreage for each family that, that were farms. Um, and if you look today, too, you can, you can kind of get the hint from some of the architecture and in uh, Greendale that uh, these some of these were farm homes or, or <laughs> even barns you, you can kind of you can kind of see that in the the present day architecture yeah directly behind the curtain house there's a house of more mo I mean it doesn't look like it's probably more than 20 years old but it uh, is built around the old curtain silo is still there oh wow okay yeah so, so it actually has a silo built into the house you know it's pretty farmy yeah yeah so they ran it and uh they farmed it until 1866, um, which is when Jeremiah left to go to Harvard. And then he graduated in 1863 and never really comes back to live there. But his family continues to live there oh, wow. until okay. his mother decides to sell it. She splits it up and sells part of it to her brother. Um, and then she sells the other part of the farm to the Trimborn family, which lives next door, which leads us to the Trimborn farm part. 
yeah, and this is an important part of, of this history because, uh, you know, we're, we're talking 1840s at this point, and this portion is still open to the public today and, and as, as a county park, correct? Yeah, the county, the, both properties are owned by the county, the, and Milwaukee County Historical Society operates both of them, um, but the Trimborn Farm part is actually a county park. So what was happening at the Trimborn Farm in the 1840s? So that was a farm and lime kiln where they used to take limestone and they would heat it up to to convert it to lime, which was used in like mortar and construction and all sorts of different uses for lime. Okay. Um, and in the 1840s, uh, this is another immigrant story, Werner Trimborn, who is uh, has three um, grown children, uh, is widowed and he comes and he buys the property with a partner. They buy the quarry that's across the street, which is actually still there. It's just filled with water now. So it looks like a pond. Okay. Um, and he starts doing uh, doing the lime kilning and also running a, a dairy farm there. And they keep that business going until the um, early part of the 20th century when they sell to another farmer who continues. I don't think that guy does the lime kilning anymore, but he continues to run it as a dairy farm. Um, and then what's interesting is that around 1930, the or do we want to say this in the second part? Um, Should we bet, just keep going? Yeah, well, let's keep, let's keep going. Okay, so around 1930, the federal government buys the whole shebang uh, and some of the surrounding farmland because they're creating the um, village of Greendale, which, as okay. we know, was a was a planned right. community, a uh, green belt community. And um, one of only a few in the nation, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they use this property uh, to stage construction materials and things like that. Uh, and they also use the properties to house some of the workers that are on site to, to build the village of Greendale. Um, so some of the outbuildings at the Trimborn farm were converted into kind of bunk houses and the, the, Trimborn house itself on the farm, which is a beautiful two-story Cream City brick house. Um, these all sort of get used uh, by people who are building the village of Greendale. So by this time, we're talking the mid-1930s, as mm-hmm. they are literally building uh, the present-day Greendale. And just how fascinating that this this Trimborn farm and the, and the Curtain House have this connection to building out this, this community right outside of Milwaukee. So what came next? Like I said, we're here in the 1930s. What followed? Yeah, so then by the uh, mid-1930s, after the Greendale construction is pretty much wrapped up, the farm is then uh, sold to a private person who's running it uh, as an airstrip. Oh, really? Wow. (laughs) Interestingly. Okay. Yeah, which for airplanes that do like crop dusting and interestingly sky writing, which is sort of a lost art, I think. (laughs) Wow, interesting. Okay. (laughs) And, uh, And taking aerial photographs. And I think some of it was still used for farmland as well. And then what's interesting is that the the people that were there using it as an airstrip, some of them later went on to found the EAA, the Experimental Aircraft Association in Oshkosh. This has all this this historical connection and uh, all these little tentacles of history. It's how, interesting, how isn't it? Yeah. So later it's um, uh, a riding stables, but then ultimately it's bought by the county park system, um, and then both Curtain House. Uh, and Trimborn Farmers sort of developed into what they are now, which is basically sort of a, a living museum. So the county parks acquires this site in the 1980s. And after that, the building and the site remains uh, a destination. In fact, it's still open today. We're going to talk about what's going on at the current site of the Trimborn Farms next on Urban Spelunking. 
We make it our mission to amplify positivity, so we're starting 2021 with gratitude. Thank you for supporting the Radio Milwaukee team. Because of you, we're still here to be your work-from-home companions, your go-to for music discovery, and more. We're excited to bring you new projects this year, plus the programming you know and love. Want to help us make it? Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to join today. And we are back at the Trimborn Farms. This is in the town of Greendale, uh, or I'm gonna. I'm, I'm never gonna get that right. This is no, in the village of Greendale, <laughs> the former town there you of go. Green. It's, it's, it's Greenfield. It's, it's a place <laughs> like 86th and Grange. Uh, this is um, now a park. So let's pick up the story here from the the uh, 1980s. What happens next when this becomes a county park? All right. So I have to go back a little bit though because I have to say that uh, at, back then when Trimborn Farms again becomes private privately owned after it was owned by the federal government. Curtain House is now separate. From 1952, Curtain House uh, is donated to the Milwaukee County Historical Society. Um, oh, okay. And they sort of perpetually try and kind of fix it up and fight vandalism. And uh, in 1976, it was actually chosen to be the county's uh, sort of official bicentennial project. So they used that occasion uh, to raise money to help restore it. Um and so by 1985, the 150th anniversary of Curtin's birth, the restored the home is now restored and it's officially dedicated as like a, a museum. Uh, and then in 1980, five years before that, uh, the Milwaukee County Parks buys Trimborn Farms next door, and they turn that into like a sort of a living museum. And so now the two park, the two of them are both county owned, and they're both run by the Milwaukee County Historical Society, but only Curtin House is owned by the society. And only Trimborn Farms is owned by the county parks, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. And if you're if you're still trying to wrap your head around this, we've got Bobby's article on our website that explains it all in a crystal clear detail. But um, so this 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 is as you mentioned, county owned, and um, there's somebody who who lives there today. Yeah, so you can go there, and they have tours of both places. Um, at the moment, there that's probably scaled back a little because of coronavirus. You can find that information on their website. Um, but the County Historical Society has a, a caretaker who lives upstairs at the Trimborn house uh, on site wow. to kind of take care of the place and presumably to sort of deter those vandals that had been troublesome over the years. Um, and he's a he's also an archivist at the um, County Historical Society, so he works upstairs in the archives. Super passionate about Milwaukee history, loves the property, loves the place. Um, I think moved in last year sometime. Uh, it's funny because he told me that um, that sometimes he'll see people walking around outside and he thinks, oh, who's out in my yard? And then he has to remind himself, oh, it's not my yard. <laughs> because it's, it is, Trimborn Farm is, is a public county park, so you can go there and walk around anytime you could normally, like anytime county parks are typically open, which is presumably dawn to dusk. You can go there and you can see the the lime kilns are still there kind of at the back of, of the property. There's a beautiful um, mid-19th century stone barn that's beautiful, incredible, um, made from that limestone that was quarried across the street. And next to it, there's a, a nearly as old uh, red barn that they use. They rent it out for events. A lot of weddings are held in there. Um, and it's one of those great old mid nineteenth century barns that there's no nails in it. It's all mortar and and tennis. So they like they wow. mortar and tenon, they like 
where they drill the hole and they put in wooden pegs uh-huh. to hold it together. It tells you so much too about about this time period and and the fact that you can go to this county park and and walk past these these lime kilns. That tells you so much about about the history of the area and um, it's definitely more than than just it offers a little a little history too when you when you're visiting the park, which is really cool. Absolutely, and one of the buildings that was used as a bunkhouse for the Greendale construction workers has been sort of. They've put some bunks in there to recreate how it, how it would have looked at the time. There's a cool old kind of barrel vaulted um, old ice house on the property. So it's really interesting to go and just walk around and check it out, even if you don't go inside. Um, but they do also do, like I said, they do tours. Lots of school groups come through in, in normal times. Um, and so they do these tours. And so once these tours open up again, um, you should check it out because it's definitely interesting history and it's and it's great immigrant history too, like great Irish immigration in mm-hmm. the Curtin House, German immigration in the um, Trimborne Farm, and interesting that it's immigration to what at the time was a very rural area. So like we may know have heard a lot about German immigration to the city of Milwaukee, but it's interesting to see kind of how some of these families went out and made lives for themselves in the countryside too. Yeah, and and how what a cool gig that must be to li- to be the caretaker. Of this site, and you can obviously tell this. I mean, being an archivist, there's a, a major passion for history. It sounds like, and to to have this gig, it sounds like a, a dream job for the right person. Oh yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. <laughs> I think he's he'll be there as long as I'll let him stay. Well, Bobby, I feel, I feel like I learned a lot on this episode, and you know, <laughs> good because there'll be a quiz next week, right? Yeah. Well, we know our theory of or our. Our thesis that we that we operate under of telling these stories from these buildings and and uh, you know here here's an 1830s farm building of you know made of brick the most one of the most humble looking buildings from the outside that has this amazing story to this this incredible Milwaukee name like Curtin and and the Trimborn Farms it's just so much so much going on there on on what just looks like farmland yeah there's a lot of history packed into a, a couple of acres yep. We'll definitely go read Bobby's complete story at RadioMilwaukee.org. We've got it linked up there. It's also, of course, at OnMilwaukee.com. And Urban Spelunking on 88.9, the podcast, is supported by Midwest Stairs and Iron. And podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support, of course, from your membership and from On Milwaukee. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now. Just find the subscribe button. They all have their own little buttons and just push it. You'll get the uh, <laughs> Urban Spelunking podcast delivered to you. You like that, Bobby? Yeah, I do. Yeah, just push it. Just It's right there. Uh, and, and of course, if you could rate and review the podcast, too, that helps us uh, get the podcast out and gives us some great feedback, too. So subscribe and, and give us some feedback. And thank you for being a subscriber if you're already subscribed to Urban Spelunking. Bobby, this is fun. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week, Nate. Thanks. <laughs>